0: Man, great crowd. Glad you're here. Just the kids are helping me with a little bit of a sermon illustration right now, okay? And uh, I don't care. We don't care if the kids move around a little bit. I really don't care if you move around a little bit with your phone. You want to come take a picture? That's good too, okay? But let me ask just a few of the kids. How many, some of you maybe could tell me what you wanted to put in your box to, to Jesus. All uh, oh my love. How about you, Brooke? My heart. Heart. Amen. Yeah. What's in your What's in yours today? I saw. I saw Elena. My life and my family and everyone here. Hey, great, great. How about you, Aubrey? What did you? I would just give him my life. Hey, amen. That's great, great. Anybody else want to? I'm coming to you in a minute. <laughs> hey, Macy. My love. All my love. My friends and, friends and family. Colin, how about you? A trampoline. <laughs> yeah, that's what my grandson. Is. A plush cross. Oh, wait, 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 say it again. A plush cross. A plush cross, all right. <laughs> my mom and dad. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. What did you want to bring to Jesus? Um, a, a cross. A oh, cross, all right. Anyone else? Oh, I got one on the end down here. Some of you old ones will remember. I feel like Phil Donahue up here. Some of y'all young ones, I got, got a clue. My family. Your family, all right. Can we give them one more hand? Good job, guys. I'm going to let you move back to sit with mom and dad or grandmom, granddad, or wherever you want to sit. Leave your presents here because we brought them to Jesus. Yes, me saying that they helped me with a sermon illustration means I do have a sermon for you, okay? But we're going to be brief because we know we've got people with uh, short attention spans, and I'm not just talking about the kids, right? All of us a little bit, and it's Christmas, and I love when Christmas Eve happens on a Sunday because it feels like Christmas is two days long, doesn't it? Like today and tomorrow is Christmas, so this, this is going to be a great, great Christmas holiday. So let me, just real quick, let's have a word of prayer. Let me share just a few things with you and a very, I promise you, okay, a very brief sermon, uh, Christmas Eve sermon this morning. Father, I love you and I thank you for the gift that you gave to us, and I ask you to help us honor that today. And uh, also hear from you something that you want to tell every one of us, maybe something different. That I'm gonna say a few words to a crowd, but God, your Holy Spirit can speak to every individual sitting here today. I pray that in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. So we're concluding today a sermon series called Humbug, and that's from the Christmas Carol, right? And today is really kind of about Tiny Tim, but we begin with humbug, right? Ba humbug, and that's a quote from, does anybody know? Is it already up there? Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, it's already up there. Cheat sheet, right? Ebenezer Scrooge. Now, who could hate Christmas? Does anybody in this place hate Christmas today? Good, because I thought we were going to have to give you a bah humbug. So who could hate Christmas? But there are people who get tired of Christmas or they get upset with Christmas. Like, you know, for what reasons? Well, some people because of the January credit card statements that are going to show up next month, right? Yeah, or some of those people who have to work retail jobs. You know what I mean? Okay, listen. Now, if somebody close to you works a retail job, don't you cut your eyes over at them. They haven't had enough rest in a month, and they just might cut you off at the knees if you're not careful, okay? Give them a little space if they've been working retail, all right? The crowds, right? Don't you love the crowds? You know, and how they park their carts in the middle of the aisle while they're three or four aisles on further down, you know, trying to find something, you know, and they're in the way and all of that, you know. Uh, and some people say by humbug because of Christmas music that started in October, right? You know, every year it just seems like it gets it gets earlier and earlier. you know it's not just not just the stores that put the decorations up, but it's also also the the, the music. If I had one listen, I love Christmas, but if I had one bah humbug, here would be mine right here. <laughs> you know, it is the quintessential re-gift, right? Last minute you're thinking, what are we going to give so and so? Wait a minute. You remember your aunt gave us that fruitcake three years ago? It's still good. Wrap it up and give it back to him, right? You know. And and, uh, somebody said that they think there really was only one fruitcake made in all of history, and it just keeps getting passed around, and nobody will eat it. You know. That's okay, but Tommy disagrees with me back there. He told me he's going to give me a bah humbug for saying that's that's my only thing. As long as you don't give me fruitcake, and I'll be even happy if you give me fruitcake as well. But you know, we can get into the middle of all the stuff going on and sometimes lose just a little bit of it. So we need something to pump us back up, don't we? You know what we need? You know what we need? Here's what we need. Watch the rest of that, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, let's get a little Christmas. All right, that was pretty good. I told David I wanted y'all jumping up, dancing, and singing by the end of that, but y'all did clap real good, so that's good. Yeah, we need a little Christmas. Just remember how awesome it is. And, and all these Christmas programs, like, like this, this December, we've been using uh, A Christmas Carol, but all of these Christmas programs are amazing. What, what's your favorite Christmas movie, TV show? What is it? What is it? Somebody. Elf. Christmas What? Christmas vacation. Really? Okay. <laughs> Try not to buy a humbug today. Die, die Hard. <laughs> How about it? Somebody else, what is it? White Christmas, the Grinch. A Christmas story. They play it constantly over and over and over and over. Oh, just anything on the Hallmark channel. Okay. <laughs> We're good. What, what about the greatest one of all? Where's Kyle at? Come on, Kyle, you help me with that. A wonderful life. Merry Christmas, you wonderful old savings and loan, right? Come on. Okay, there's not enough I just wonderful life fans in here, you know. That's a great movie. I mean, it's the way it ends is with, you know, one of the last things, Harry. Harry says there toward the end of it, He his very last line in the whole movie, Harry says this about his brother. He says... His brother George Bailey, the richest man in town, and the thing about the movie and, and that statement about uh, about him being the richest man in town is that it's not being rich is not about money, and that's the thing about that that whole movie, and it, it even begins with. Begins with a prayer. Begins with you know God trying to uh, trying to help someone see their way a little bit, and, and it, it ends with and, you know a message from heaven and all that. So pretty cool movie, even though the theology is not real good in it, you know. But, but still, you know, pretty good movie. Or, or or Santa Claus is coming to town. you know that old stop animation when you know where the the mailman, you know, the one with the Burgermeister Meister Burger, you know, and all of that. And and you know that that story tells us uh, why you know. And again, again, listen. this, these are all just movies, right? Okay, but that story tells us why, why uh, Santa Claus chose Christmas Eve as the night he would deliver the gifts. You know why? It said because that's the holiest night of the year. So in the middle, you know, in the middle of all this stuff going on, maybe you're worried about the credit card bills, or you've been working retail and you got to work this afternoon or something, and, and maybe uh, maybe you, you've got fruitcake you got to pass out, or you got to eat, or whatever. You know, all of those. Things. Just just remember this this. Just about, just about all of us believe this. Is this is the holiest night, one of the holiest nights of the year. So stir it up a little bit. Or right, here's, here's another one of my, one of my favorites. It's not, it's not probably in the top three, but, but uh, it's uh, The Preacher's Wife. I've, and I've got, it, I've got it recorded at home on my DVR, planning to watch it, just waiting for the right moment to watch it. I got that, uh, that DVD, uh, the soundtrack CD of the soundtrack, back when that movie first came out. It cost me $135. Now, the CD was given to me for free, but I was listening to it in my car one day, and I just got into it and into it. We were in one of those one of those syncopated, you know, uh, black choir songs, you know, and it was just and it was just going and going and going. And I totally missed the construction zone sign, and I'll let you adults kind of put two and two together there about why that cost me $135. Okay, but uh, and and that that story there is is about people who kind of lost their way. But how christmas reminded them that it's not about me see some of you got your shirts on today it's not about me it's about others you know and so that's kind of where where we are with our scripture here is luke chapter 2 verse eight. let let me bring you some scripture here this morning but i'm not going to read the scripture okay let's allow someone else to share scripture with us today luke chapter 2. isn't there anyone who knows what christmas is all about Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Amen, Linus. That's what Christmas is all about. And so you know, all these Christmas stories and Christmas movies, the stuff that we take from them that is so good, that's so right, that is so meaningful, that is so amazing, it all comes from Luke chapter 2. That's where it all began. And, and even Tiny Tim, you know, the, the, the movie of, of A Christmas character, or the book, and the many, many, many movies, the dozens of movies that have been made now about A Christmas Carol. <clears throat> even, even that, it all ties back to Luke chapter 2, and those first few verses uh, right there, the, about the first half of Luke chapter, or about the first third of Luke chapter 2. It all ties into there, that, that every good bit of Christmas... Is about that now? Now in a Christmas Carol, there's a picture of, of uh, Tiny Tim and his dad Bob. In, in a Christmas Carol, most people I think probably see Bob Cratchit who works for uh, Scrooge. They, they kind of see Bob as the opposite of Scrooge, but not me. I see Tiny Tim as the opposite of Scrooge, and here's the reason. Yes, Scrooge is mean. Scrooge is he, he's the perfect picture of a mean spirited old miser, and Bob is different. But Bob is is nice, but you know, nice is not what the spirit of Christmas is about. You know, if, if all you get out of Christmas is being nice, I man, you, you know you're only getting this much of it. That's so shallow, because it's so de- so much deeper than that. Because what did the scripture say just a few moments ago? What did it say? Luke chapter two, verse. Well, well, it's talking about how the Savior is coming, and but then verse ten said it was good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. That's, that's what the good news is. The good news is that it's, it's for everybody. The good news is that it's not about me, and it's not just about being nice. It's about this good news about Jesus Christ and about the Savior. And that's what our kids preached to us this morning with these gifts. What they, what they reminded us of this morning by bringing these gifts is we have already received The most awesome gift that has ever been given in all of history, through the Son of God being born in that manger, so He could die on a cross for your sin and for my sin. And what more can be done other than to just say, "Thank you," to receive the gift, to accept, and 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 try to bring Him something, to bring the acknowledgement to Him. And that's what our kids have done this morning, in bringing their, like some of them said, their life. And you know, and 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 I, I guess a couple of them were funny, you know about the things that we're going to give him, I did see one of the boxes, though. It had, a, it had a ton of little, I don't know, army men or something that was down inside of it. It was open, and we were closing it back up. And, and I think, you know, that, that kind of sounds funny, but, you know, it's, it's the treasure. I mean, a wise man, a, a magi would bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but what would a little kid bring? A trampoline. You know, some of his treasure. That, that's what they, listen to what these kids are preaching to you this morning. So what's in your box that you would bring him today? What's in your box? What do you you have? What what is your treasure that you would give to him? You see, here's, here's the reason why I say Tiny Tim is the opposite of Scrooge. is because Tiny Tim's not just nice. Tiny Tim gets it. Scrooge totally doesn't get what Christmas is. Bah, humbug. But Tiny Tim gets it. He's not just nice. He gets what the true meaning is. Quick, quick little, little story from A Christmas Carol. On Christmas Day, Bob takes his little boy, Tiny Tim, to church. Probably isn't Sunday, church day, but their church has a service because it's Christmas morning. And so he takes his son, Tiny Tim, to church. And when they get home, Mom asks, well, how did Tim behave himself today in church? And Bob said he's as, he was as good as gold and then he goes in this little thought-provoking, mode, you know, just kind of deep a little bit, and he says, he says, you know, it's strange some of the stuff that Tim comes up with. You know, he has to sit by, I'm paraphrasing here, okay? He has to sit by himself a lot, you know, all alone, and he's got time to think. And It's strange some of the stuff that comes into his head to think, you know, while he's sitting all alone. And said, you know what he told me in church today? He told me he was glad to be in church as a cripple. Because maybe someone will see me as a cripple here in church, and they will remember on Christmas Day the one who made lame beggars to walk and they made the blind to see. You see, that's that's why Tiny Tim to me is the opposite of Scrooge. Because Scrooge had everything he needed, but he wanted more. Tiny Tim had all kinds of needs, but he wanted to reach out to somebody else and out of the, what he didn't have, and out of his need. He, I mean, he, he, saw, he saw his, his need being crippled. I mean, he was, according to, uh, according to the story, he was going to die. And out of the middle of that, he used that. He used the disease that he had. He used the sickness that he had to reach out to somebody else and try to what? Point them to the baby in a manger. Point them to the Savior on a cross. That's what Christmas is really all about. And, and I'm wrapping up right here, okay? But, but let me say something to you adults real quick, okay? Because if, if, if I really had 15 more minutes that I could spend in this sermon, let me say it real quick, what I, would, what I would want to develop with you, this thought. Here's the thought I would want to develop with you if I had time to just preach to you adults and we didn't have a lot of a lot of attention deficit right around us right now, okay? Here's what I want to tell you. I don't know... Charles Dickens, the writer of this story, he obviously, I mean, he's obviously gone to church. He's obviously got some, some understanding of religious things and Christian things. I don't know that he really gets what I'm about to say, but I see it in this story. And this is what I would preach. I'd preach this point to you if I had time. And I'd really develop it because I, I don't have time to develop it. If you, if you want to know the scriptures, let me know. I'll, I'll be glad to email you the scriptures so you get it. But here's, here's what I see. And this, this is part of the Christmas story because it's part of the Christ story is tiny Tim because he was receptive to the way God moved on his heart to focus on others. Then God moved on Scrooge's heart to reach out to tiny Tim and his family and to meet their need so that Tim got his miracle and he didn't die. You see, that's, it, it's not about, I've got needs. Come on, somebody pray for me, pray for me. No, it's about, yeah, I've got needs. God knows about them. God, you know, i did this, this, and then turn your focus on someone else. And because of that, I mean, I mean that's what we see, right? I mean, the, that, was what, that was what was used in the story. Because of his attitude, that's what gripped the heart of Scrooge. And then Tim got his miracle. Your miracle is not wrapped up in making it happen or beating it out of God. miracle tell him about it and then say god show me somebody else that i can help and that's why when we talk about the spirit of christmas you know it's we do all this giving stuff Uh, i think we helped 19 kids this year right here in our local area i don't know how many hundreds of kids we helped in hyden kentucky and and uh you know, I, I, I don't know how, how many different things we did just this Christmas season. Families that we helped and, and, and got food for during, during this this month. I don't know how many. And why? Because of the, call it the spirit of Christmas, right? But remember this. Everything about the spirit of Christmas begins in Luke chapter 2 in the spirit of Christ. That's where it all comes from, and that's where it all has to begin. And if you've got needs today, tell God about them. And then say, now show me somebody, God, that also has needs that I can minister to, and listen to what He says. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm really struggling here. But I, I was thinking about punting, but we're gonna go ahead and try to do it anyway. Okay, I want to ask you, if you will, to stand, and I want to ask you to go ahead and move to the front if you can. Now, We got a lot of people here today. We had no idea how many people would be here in this one service, but we're so glad that you're here and. Bring your family. Keep your family together, you know, and stand. Come on down to the front and stand together. If you're a first-time attender, this is how we like to close every week. It's just a little something special just to, just to be together in a last prayer and a last song. And so uh, if you're comfortable joining us, we'd love to have you join us. So just, if you can, pull your family in real tight. And, uh, maybe fill in some of the spaces, and let 's try to get everybody as close to the as close to the stage or close to the manger as we can, right just kind of symbolic there got a big pocket right here, some can just move over, move in a big pocket over there, maybe some of y'all can slide that way a little bit, make some room in that big aisle, yeah. So here, uh, in, in case, and I know we have first-time attenders, people that have never been with us before, so let me just tell you, there's some people standing right here in front of me that are facing you because they're on the prayer team and they want to pray with you about your needs. If your family's got a need, we want to pray with you today. And uh, we don't take this lightly. You know, it'd be something to say, ah, it's Christmas. No, it's, 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 take it the other way. No, it's Christmas. We want to pray for you. Yeah, what, do, what are your needs today? You know, and I just said, Tell Jesus about your needs, you know, and then start focusing on something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do that. But let's tell him right now. Let's tell him. What are your needs in your family? Let's tell him. We, we want to pray with you today. This prayer team has been praying with you all week, waiting for this moment to pray with you. So we invite you, whatever your needs are in your family. Some of you have lost loved ones this year, and they're not with you today. They're not with you this Christmas season because you've lost loved ones for what, you know, whatever the reasons are. And no matter how good and how much you've healed over that there's still a little hole there you're going to miss them today and tomorrow we want to pray with you over that or or maybe there's sickness in your family we want to pray with you over that or maybe there's financial needs we'd like to pray with you over those january credit card bills you know whatever the needs are we want to pray with you today let me tell you one last thing and listen uh if you've been here the last three months you've heard me use this scripture over and over and over in closing okay but I want you adults, especially you parents, and grandparents, I want you to listen to this. and Even if you say, well, I'm already a Christian, Pastor. I want you to listen to this, and I want you to remember this. If you're a parent or a grandparent, you're raising somebody who may not yet be a Christian. And today may not be their day. They may be still too young, but I want you to hear this. I want you to store it away, and I want you to be ready for that day that is their day so that you can tell them this real quick. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 tells us how easy it is to become a Christian. You know why it's easy? Because Jesus has already done the hard part. He died on Calvary. You don't have anything else to do except really just believe in him. Here's how I paraphrase. There the, the verses are there right in front of you. Here's how I paraphrase it: Is All you have to do to be a Christian is to say that you believe Jesus is exactly who he says he is. That he came, he died, and he rose again died for our sins, rose again on the third day, back to life so that you and I don't have to dwell in a grave for eternity, but we get to live with him for you. You have eternal life. We get to have that. And then tell somebody. So some of parents, if you're a Christian already, you got just remember that. It's this simple. And if you forget this verse, text me. I'll send it to you. I'll tell you which one it is. Or you can always go back the sermon uh, notes on the Sunday's page and find it for this day also this Christmas and maybe there is you know if you've got got children of um, upper elementary school age and you've never taken the time to talk to them about this today will be a good time right now while they're right here I can't think of a better gift that a parent could give their child for Christmas than Jesus Christ in their heart and you know what you can leave it and let a kid's church worker do it next week or the next week, or maybe a month or a couple of years from now, or you can take responsibility, and you get to have the blessing of leading them in that prayer. If they're in, if they're in that age, and you've never prayed that with them, I encourage you right now. You're standing right. that's why I wanted you to be together in your families. I encourage you right now to talk to them just about it right, and, and go ahead and pray with them. You know, you know where they are. You, you kind of know where they are in their heart and those kinds of things. I encourage you right now. And, and even if you don't pray that prayer, I really encourage you to pray with your family right now, okay? And if you've got needs, come forward for the prayer team members. But let's all pray together, okay? And if you're not a Christian, if you've never followed Christ, man, what a great day. Christmas Eve, 2017. What a great day it would be to start. It's that simple right there. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for giving us the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that he did die on the cross for my sin and he he came back to life on the third day so that I could have eternal life and not rot in a grave for eternity. Thank you for that, God. I believe that. I believe that. And there are people standing before me that believe that. Possibly somebody is believing it and admitting it for the first time in their heart. God, I've believed that for a long time and perhaps they have too. They really have believed this all along. They've just never acted on it. They've just never said it. So I ask you, God, to do what you said you would do. Save us, God. Write our name in your records there in your your heavens, God. Write our names down, God, and start preparing for us and eternity as well. God, for family members, God, and the the needs that they have, Lord, I I just pray, God, give the prayer team members, give give them words to say and prayers to pray as, as people begin moving right now. Come on, move right now. As, as parents maybe pray with their kids over their needs, maybe needs at school, or maybe even leading them in, in, in knowing Jesus. God, I pray, be in this moment. Be in these closing moments of this Christmas Eve service, God. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.